This one's about the challenging lessons. And I can say with confidence that today I hardly recognize the woman that I was one year ago, which is crazy, right? And I'm so proud of me. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host, and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. What's up everyone and welcome back to Amplify. Today, I wanna share some of my biggest lessons and breakthroughs of 2022. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you've likely or possibly seen this post that I put up, but I wanted to speak into it a little bit more and share a little bit more about these things. And as I said a bit on the last solo episode, you know, last year was kind of a tough one and it definitely had its beautiful moments and its celebrations and big accomplishments, so many accomplishments and so much fun and love and like amazing stuff. And it was one of the hardest of my life. And therefore, It's one that offered a lot of opportunity for transformation and for growth, right? And for shedding and healing. And I took that invitation. I leaned into it. I had dark night of the soul after dark night of the soul. And so this episode is going to be looking at some of the tough stuff and the growth that those lessons invited me into. I could make a post about the beautiful you know, amazing things and celebrations as well. And maybe I will, but this one's about the challenging lessons. And I can say with confidence that today I hardly recognize the woman that I was one year ago, which is crazy. Right. And I'm so proud of me and a little trigger warning for this. There's going to be talk about pregnancy loss, miscarriage, mental and emotional abuse, complex PTSD. And yeah. So with that, let's get into it. So my year started with unexpected pregnancy, miscarriage and surgical intervention. That's literally how my 2022 started. And I'll likely do a fuller episode on this because it possibly deserves that. And because there's more maybe to be said, or maybe that more I need to say to heal it, but we're going to keep it brief right now. It's going to be a highlight of the challenging stuff. And so the time from having a positive pregnancy test to when I was no longer pregnant was eight days. 
And so while there were a few days before that, when, you know, things were late and stuff like that, that I was wondering, stressed, whatever it is, the time of confirmation of that, right? The knowing I was pregnant and being pregnant lasted eight days. And that was one of the most difficult weeks of my entire life, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, in all the ways. I was an absolute mess for two, three months afterwards due to hormones, right? It took about six to eight weeks for my body to kind of feel back to normal-ish physically, kind of, but hormonally, mentally, all of that, a couple months. And the entire ordeal, the entire situation triggered a depression dip for me, which lasted several months. And this whole situation brought up so much for me. And again, possibly a whole episode dedicated to this in the future, but it invited me to look more closely at who was getting access to me, not only intimately, but even just for a date, right? Even just in texting, right? Hell yes or hell no. It also invited me to look more closely at how I was treating my body, what sort of boundaries and standards I was I was using and following it bittersweetly anchored in how much I want to be a mom, but how much I want that to happen with somebody I love and somebody I'm committed to. And so the whole situation and on some level was a blessing in disguise, the way that it all happened. Right. I guess, you know, and ultimately too, it showed me how much support I have both in the moment. And I only told very few people. I only confided in very few people about this. At the time, there was a lot of shame. I felt dumb. I felt scared, all the things. So I only shared it with a few people. After the fact, I shared it with more friends, you know, and my friends, so many of them, oh, it's going to get me a little emotional, were wondering why I didn't reach out for support and were reminding me, like, hey, like one, hopefully this never happens again. Right. But like, if you're dealing with something like this, you have us. Right. And so it reminded me how loved I am by the people in my life and that I don't have to do these kinds of things alone ever. It also made me even more appreciative of my businesses because I was able to take a lot of time off of work in order to heal and to process. And sometimes in order to just get in bed at 5 PM, because During that season of healing, that happened a lot. Another big breakthrough and lesson for me from 2022 was ending a highly manipulative relationship with a narcissist. I was in a situationship, we will call it, with a highly manipulative and deceptive person that was quickly on its way to becoming abusive. And when I say that, right, like it already was abusive, right? It may not have been physically abusive, but that's not the only barometer for abuse, right? Like silent treatment, name calling, angry childlike outbursts. So like rage type of outbursts with tons of name calling and just like meanness over like wildly disproportionate to whatever had happened. A lot of gaslighting, a lot of double standards, And while the interesting thing about this is I had seen the red flags within the first week, a part of me wanted to just see how red they could get, right? 
And I thought that because I could see the warning signs and see really a lot of this person's nature from the beginning and see what was happening in real time, I thought that it wouldn't affect me as much because I thought like, oh, well, I'm prepared for this, right? I thought that because I was able to maintain certain boundaries and was like, well, I know what this person is like, and I know what this person is, and I can see this and I can see the warning signs and stuff like that. So I'm just going to maintain XYZ boundaries. I'm not going to allow myself to get too emotionally invested, like all this kind of stuff. And I thought that I wouldn't get sucked in. And while that was true to a certain extent, and like, if I'm being completely honest, this dynamic expanded me in many ways that I'm actually quite grateful for. Right. But when I finally got fed up with all of it enough to just be done with it. I realized that I'd actually been quite manipulated. I didn't fall in love with this person, let this person have too much access to me and stuff like that. And I did maintain a lot of boundaries and things and everything. But even still, I allowed myself to be really manipulated. And after the fact, when I was out of it and had some distance from it, I felt so stupid. Like, honestly, I felt really dumb. I questioned my discernment and my decision-making a lot. I questioned my intuition a lot. So many things of like, how could somebody so self-aware with such high standards, with such high emotional intelligence have stayed involved in this kind of dynamic for so long, right? I was like, geez, like, am I healed at all? Am I like intelligent at all? Like, how did I fucking stay involved in this situation for so long? And it was like, off and on for like six months. So it wasn't really that long, but too long. (laughs) And ultimately, right. This was a major catalyst for so much healing. And this situation, this was the most extreme manifestation of what has too often been my hype when it comes to dating. And so this invited me into some deep, deep self-reflection to understand why I was attracted to this type of person especially despite my own better judgment, especially when I could clearly see the warning signs. Why did I still choose to jump in, right? So this led me down a journey of some deep, deep healing that really, this healing journey really influenced my entire year. I also became largely aware of my own complex PTSD and stepped into deep healing around my own narcissism and codependency wounds. So that relationship that I've just mentioned, it kicked off, as I said, months of deep inner work to understand my own narcissistic abuse and my own long-term CPTSD. So CPTSD, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, is not from like an incident or an event like PTSD often is. So CPTSD is typically long-term relational PTSD. And for me, I could suddenly see how that survival mode way of operating had influenced so many things in my life from relationships to friendships, to business, to money, you name it. So much in my life made so much more sense after this breakthrough. Family dynamics, my unworthiness struggles, past perfectionism and overachieving, my nature as an empath, codependent tendencies, like why I don't remember so much of my childhood, 
ADHD that had emerged in recent years, why I called specific relationships and events into my life, why I'd been attracted to certain kinds of people. It made my marriage make more sense. It made, you know, my ability to dissociate and compartmentalize became much more clear to me, like why I had that ability. And it also gave me a lot more clarity also into my own ability to access that same kind of darkness, right? My own ability to become the narcissist, right? Because empathy and narcissism are on the same spectrum. They're opposites of the same thing. And that's why so often people who are very, you know, high in empathy and very an empath tend to be attracted to narcissists and why narcissists tend to be attracted to empaths. And there's also a belief that empaths are, that's a trauma response to narcissism and to abuse. And I think that's true in some ways. I don't think that's the only explanation. I think that you are often born as an empath. And also I can see how it very much is a trauma response too, and gets sharpened through trauma. Or maybe it's because empaths are on the planet to experience trauma, right? Who knows? Chicken or egg. (laughs) So this awareness of my own long-term complex PTSD, my own narcissism wounds, my own codependency wounds invited me into deep healing and reprogramming, deep, deep, deep shadow work, right? Like I like did some wild deep healing around this. I shifted my attachment style from anxious avoidant to mostly secure. I'm no longer attracted to these types of people. It's wild because it used to be like, oh, if I didn't have that wild, almost chaotic, intense chemistry on day one, date one, right? Boring. Now I'm like, if I have that chaotic, almost anxious, obsessive energy right out of the gate, I'm like, nope, this is a red flag, right? And I experienced going through this process and this healing journey, I experienced the entire spectrum of emotions. Rage, sadness, vengeance, pity, sorrow, shame, loneliness, confusion, insecurity, anger, apathy, compassion, like gentleness, tenderness, forgiveness, you name it, so many things. And this journey connected me even more to my purpose in an entirely new way. Like me made so much more sense with this. The next big thing was my parents finalized their divorce. Now they had been separated for a long time, like 10 years. So this wasn't a surprise in any way, but it still had an effect, right? The official finalization had an effect and it's not my story to tell, right? So I'm not going to. So all I'm going to say is this, my parents' marriage taught me a lot more about what not to do in partnership than it did in teaching me what to do. Their relationship is something that has had a really profound impact on me, not necessarily for the better either. My first experience going to therapy was because I was so stressed about their marriage and their relationship. So I went to therapy to deal with my stress around trying to help them fix their marriage. That was my first experience going to therapy. I've done so much work around this historically, like so much of my life, honestly, and still a milestone like this, it can stir up 
a lot of shit, right? And so the lesson for me in this was to make sure that I'm seeing my parents as perfectly imperfect humans with their own wounds, their own patterns, their own needs, their own trauma, all of that, and to meet them and love them where they're at. While also, very important, especially with my past you know, habits around their relationship, while also maintaining my own boundaries and being very intentional to not revert back into unhealed versions of myself. Cause that would often be so easy for me around my parents. And then I would be filled with so much regret and remorse for behaving like a fucking teenager when I was in my thirties. Right. And being, yeah. And so meet them and love them where they're at while also maintaining my own boundaries to keep myself safe and to show up in the way that I want to show up in relationship with them. The next big thing And as I'm saying all these things, like this is just a few of, this is just a handful. There is more that I am not going to include in this episode that I didn't include in the Instagram post. There's a lot more that happened that would be of similar weight to all of this stuff that I'm talking about. So yeah, last year kept them, kept the lessons coming. So the next one is my own divorce was finalized after two and a half years. And while I had been the one to initiate my divorce, and you've heard me talk about it more than once here on the show. And since the moment that I decided to end things, and then I told my ex-husband that I wanted to be done with our marriage, I've never questioned that decision. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever done, but I never questioned it, whether it was the right thing. I knew it was, and it has always been, it continued to be the right decision. I did most of my healing from my marriage and divorce in 2020. And since then, right, since the summer of 2020, I've thought of myself as single and I've lived my life in that way as a single person. And that's felt healthy, aligned, authentic, all of that. And of course, there have been moments where I felt lonely, times when I've missed having my person or being somebody's person, right? Even if it's not missing that relationship or that partnership specifically missing just being in partnership with somebody. But for the most part, I'd felt very healed from all of it. And there was a part of me that expected like, oh, when things were finally finalized, because it'd been so long, we'd done so much healing around it. Things were really amicable between the two of us, right? Like I thought that when things were finally finalized, it would just feel like some admin thing, right? Some paperwork that we crossed off the list. Fine. Okay, cool. Cross that off the list, right? But it hit me really hard. And I shared that with you guys. It hit me really hard for a few days. And the official closing of that chapter and stepping into a new one, like for real, there was a massive energetic release, a new layer of grief to shed, a new expansion to step into. And while that was good news, right? Like I said, our divorce was very amicable and we we're able to still be friends. It was also very sad. And I got to process more grief. And so the invitation there for me was more healing, uncovering a new layer of healing and new beginnings. Another big lesson for me was I entered into a bad business partnership. I decided to offer a new service in one of my businesses this year that relied on a third party for most of the execution. And there were 
delays upon delays, mistakes upon mistakes, breadcrumbing until we were months past the terms in our contract. Then this person disappeared off the face of the earth with a lot of my money and the work uncompleted. So this person came recommended to me, yet there was an opportunity for me to have done more due diligence. There was an opportunity for me to make sure that our contracts were even more airtight. There was opportunity for me that as soon as things started being delayed and, and not just delayed, right? Because sometimes in business, things get delayed, but they were being delayed over and over again. And my concerns and what I was being told was not accurate, right? Like, oh, next week it'll be done. Next week comes, it's not done. Okay. So when now next week? Okay. When next week? Oh, Tuesday or Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday come. It wasn't done. Okay. They said Friday actually. Okay. And so that continued to happen, but then also my concerns were not addressed. So when I would ask for updates, it was as if it was going into like a black hole a lot of the time. And I would have to repeat that, repeat that, repeat that, repeat that. And when I would ask for improved communication, Hey, like, I hate feeling like I'm chasing you down to get updates and stuff like that. Like, can you make sure you do that? And when you say, Hey, I'll send it today or I'll send it tomorrow. Like, I don't like that. I have to follow up with you because you don't do that. Can you please, like, if you say you're going to send it today or send me an update tomorrow or whatever day you say, can you please follow through on that? Yeah, 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 sure. Right. Wouldn't actually, it would never happen. And so I allowed that behavior to happen far too long. I should have been much firmer and I should have nipped that behavior in the bud way sooner than I did. I was way too nice. I was way too understanding and patient to the point of being manipulated and taken advantage of. I got to have some really tough conversations with a few of my clients who had invested in this this service. And I'm really proud of how I handled those. And my clients were very appreciative of how I handled it as well. But the thing about this situation, the kicker, right, was that this was my same narcissism wound repeating itself. Me people-pleasing, me appeasing inappropriate behavior. Oh, well, you know what? Uh, Like, let me, right? Me falling for the breadcrumbing. Oh, next week, next week, it doesn't happen. And again, and again, and again, and again, and me continuing to fall for that. How many times, right? My needs being unheard and unmet. And so this invited me into deeper discernment with who I do business with and deeper discernment into who I partner with. And it invited me to step more into integrity in how I run and operate my own business. And it also showed me a new layer of where I get to heal the narcissism wound because I would say about six months into the year, maybe I cleared that six or seven months. Yeah. At kind of the midpoint of the year, I released the narcissism attraction in dating. No longer. I healed that in dating, no longer appealing to me. However, I was very blind to how it could show up in business situations, very aware of how it shows up in a romantic setting very aware of that. And I can see that now from a mile away, but I was not really attuned to how that might look in a business situation. 
And one of the final big lessons, which kind of is accumulation of all of them or a lot of them is I realized I was in a a bit of a trauma bond with my business and with my bank account. This breakthrough was the impetus for my words for 2023, which are simplicity, consistency, and discipline. And if you haven't read that post on Instagram, go check that one out because this will all make more sense. But the survival mode in which I had operated for so much of my life manifested itself in a lot of very socially acceptable ways for a long time. Overachieving, hyper-independence, people-pleasing, being amenable, right? Agreeable, perfectionism, being a workaholic, all of that, right? Pretty not all of those things, but a lot of those things are pretty socially acceptable, right? And even encouraged. So those things yielded a lot of really amazing results, career success, variety of skills. I'm good at so many things. The ability to read people really well, the ability to be very adaptable, financial independence, charming, very chameleon-like, right? And so this one, like this, like, you know, I've talked about this so many times, but like the people-pleasing, the overachieving, the hyper-independence, like perfectionism, all that kind of stuff. Like that's not a new breakthrough for me. And that's something that I've worked very hard to heal over the past several years and is something I feel very confident in healing, like in a very powerful way. And that's why I do the work that I do in my coaching business. Right. But this year showed me that I still had some trauma bond patterns with my business and my money. Even though so many things have improved, even though my comfort zone is wildly different than it used to be, even though my baseline, like financially now is quite abundant and the capacity that I can call in and that I can hold is much larger. There was a part of me that was still drawn to the drama, still drawn to the intensity, still drawn to the chaos of all or nothing, of hot, cold, of scarcity. And so the invitation there was to have an even more regulated nervous system, an even more regulated and consistent business, even more regulated, consistent and abundant bank account. And with that, and like I said, my goodness, like those were just the highlights. That's not even the whole of it. And I think I can say with confidence that 2022 was the most transformative year of my life. And most of it really did not feel good at all. But I leaned in, I dug deep, I went into the shadows and I did the hard as fuck work. Most of the time it was not pretty. I cried a lot. I grieved so much of my identity. I questioned everything at times and I surrendered so much surrender. And even through it, even when I was asking God, like, why the fuck is this happening? And then why the fuck is this happening? And now this, and then this, and are you kidding me? There's fucking more like what's next, bro. You know, even when that was happening, I knew that everything was happening for me and that it was all necessary for my soul's mission on this earth. It was all necessary for me to step into the woman that I'm meant to be here, even if it didn't make sense. So it unlocked a new level in me in a big way. And it makes me very excited to see what 2023 has in store because like, I got a feeling that it's going to be really, really fucking dope. And something with this, like 
I was resisting writing that post and sharing it on Instagram. I was resisting putting this out into the world, right? Right now I'm recording this and it's January 12th. This will be up next week, right? So I don't know what, January 18th or something, something like that. And I resisted it. Like this was in me for a while, but I resisted sharing it for like over a week at least. And the catharsis that came from even just writing that post when I shared it on Instagram, because all of those things are things that happened in the past, right? That I've already gone through. Some are fresher than others. A lot of them happened a long time ago, but writing it and even just reconnecting with those moments from the past, right? And remembering like, right? Like that wasn't everything either. Like those are just some of the highlights from my 2022 year. And as I was writing that post, it got me very emotional, right? Right now, I don't feel it in that way. But when I was writing it to share on Instagram, it got me really emotional. And to look back and reconnect with all of that, because it was so much one of those things, two of those things would have made for a hard year. I highlighted eight things. And again, that wasn't even the full list of all that happened, of all the tough stuff. And so it stirs up a lot in me. And I was resisting revisiting that stuff, not necessarily like, because it doesn't feel good, right? Even though it feels different now than when I was actually going through it, but like go reconnecting with it also, like, yeah, it brought up some more pain and sadness and grief and whatever, I guess. But it also like, I don't know what emotion exactly, appreciation, adoration, cherishing, what? For like me, right? This girl who went through so much last year and who came out on the other side of all of it stronger, you know, and like how proud of me I am. And I know through all of that, I can handle so much. Like my capacity to hold a lot of darkness is deep. My capacity to hold a lot of pain and a lot of challenges while also holding a lot of beauty and a lot of grace and a lot of gratitude. It kind of blows me away. I didn't really realize what I was fully capable of. And I like real talk, I knew I was capable of so much, but I didn't fully realize the extent because I got to meet a whole new version of myself this past year, which like, oh, is so dope and so powerful and so unbreakable. And it brought me even more meaning to my purpose and the work that I do in my business. So yeah, the work that I do with men and women, a lot with women, but also with my male clients too, like it brought even more clarity to why I do this work. And it made it make so much more sense on a deeper level, right? It made me understand my soul purpose in an entirely new way. Like I came to know my soul, right? Like we are souls inhabiting a human body and we are both that entity combined into one. And we were both of those things separately at times too, right? Like it allowed me to understand my soul separate from my body as it exists through all space and time in such a deep new way and made me even more in awe of this human experience. And so much of everything that happened last year was so connected, right? I can see so clearly how it's all related and all connected and all tied into my purpose. And 
it required me, like I said, ego death after ego death after ego death, like dark night of the soul, dark night of the right. It required me to say goodbye to a part of myself or the version of myself that I had known the best, that I had known the longest, that I had lived with and walked with the longest, a version of me that I loved very, very much too. Right. And a version of me that I'd healed many parts, right? I'd healed many parts of that part of me. And I thought, no, I almost said, I thought that I'd done all my healing. Fuck that. We never like really, I don't know if we ever do all our healing, but oh, for certain things. But I thought, I think a part of me thought that I had healed all those wounds. Right. But I think on some level, I knew that there was more. And yet, like I said, like that version of me that needed, to die and fall away. Like, again, that was a part of me I'd walked with for most of my life, all of my life, a part of me that I loved, a part of me that was familiar with, part of me that I knew deeply. And even though I had healed and transformed and alchemized so many parts of that, but this last year, I think was the deep cellular exorcism, right? I think it really like the deep scrub of all the cells happened. And it, that experience, right. Allowing a part of yourself, parts of yourself, identities to fall away, to die. Like sometimes even going into the depths and into the shadows and killing those parts of yourselves, spiritually speaking, of course, allowing a part of yourself that, you know, and love so much and have known and loved and walked with for so long and are so familiar with allowing that part of yourself to die and then grieving that grieving a part of your core identity or what's been your core identity or not even identity in a sense, right? Because it's a mask. Because that's not truly who I was. That was me with layers of trauma and programming and all that kind of stuff. But it's a surreal, wild experience. So yeah, as I said, like, I know it was all happening for me. And the interesting, the wild thing is on New Year's Eve, I did a really powerful release ceremony with a dear friend of mine. And I, as cliche as it feels to say, as soon as 2023 was here, I felt completely different. I felt like I literally stepped into that new identity. Like I was walking in the new identity. And so what I want to say to you right now, because I know that also this is something that's been going on in the collective too. And I'm going to share something with you and just one second on this a little bit more, but 2022, right? If we're looking at like numerology and things like that is 2022 was a lot about humanity's collective shadow knocking on the door again to see who's going to allow it to come back or to see if we would conquer it. And what I know from many of you, what I know from many of my clients, what I know from many of my friends and others in the conscious collective, right? Like many people had really challenging years in 2022. And that's what was happening, right? Like the shadow was coming back to be like, are you sure? Are you committed to healing, growth, expansion, ascension, all of that? Or are you not? Right. And so what I'm going to say to close this out is you are far more powerful than you realize you can handle so much more than you think. And when you have these kinds of invitations, right, this, the pressure 
the challenges, whatever is happening, the only way out is through. So lean in and forge a new version of yourself in the fire. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice, and keep being you. Because the world needs more of your magic. Yeah.